FM 104 is switched on and I'm joined by career consultant Angela Burke. Hello. Hi, Louise. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for chatting to us. I suppose January usually brings on kind of changes for people, you know, new year, new me and all that. But it comes down to jobs as well. Like there's a lot of change that people like to try and do at the start of a year. So how do you kind of begin that journey then? Yeah, good question. Most people would think you update your CV and start sending your CV out. I would say absolutely not. Um, I find when people do that, they just end up in the exact same seat, essentially, that they're trying to leave. So for me, the first step really is like you have to, like with anything, you have to stop, take stock. um, And it can be as simple, Louise, as thinking, am I actually taking control of my career? Is my career going in the right direction? Do I even know what direction I wanted to go mm-hmm. with, to, to progress it in? Um, and just figuring out, like, if you're thinking of changing something, we're really getting clear on what is it that needs to change? Because otherwise, you're kind of not really going in any direction. And you might even try and make a massive career change when actually it might have just been a few little tweaks, Louise, that would have actually done the job, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because sometimes when you're a bit fed up or you've had a bad day or a bad week or whatever happens to be, you're like, I'm leaving, I'm going to yeah. do something else. And Monday morning. Like, yeah, yeah, and like, exactly. And like you were saying, you might make, you know, some rash decisions that maybe aren't the best for you. So to kind of make that first step on kind of deciding what your next move should be, what should you be doing? I would say the first step is, like I said, like figuring out what needs to change. Okay. Once, you, once you're clear what needs to change, for some people it could be they don't have enough flexibility. For others, you know, they could be wanting to get a mortgage this year and they could be looking saying, OK, I, I clearly need to get a pay rise mm-hmm. and they're looking for a job with more money. And then for others, they could have realised, you know, actually... I'm not interested in what I'm doing at all. And I just fell into this five years ago and (laughs) here I am. Um, So it's getting clear on what needs to change first. And then after that, I suppose, you know, sounds simple, but getting a good quality CV in place. I think a lot of the time we get used to just adding on Mm. each job. The next thing the CV is, you know, three pages of fluff and there's nothing there that's actually going to position you in the right way to the employer. So investing in a really good solid CV that actually and this is the bit that people miss your CV should actually very quickly explain to an employer what you're trying to do if you're trying to change industries if you're trying to change from one job to another within a couple of sentences on the top it should very quickly explain to the employer so that you're positioning yourself to them and you're not leaving it to them wondering why is this person applying for this job um, so solid CV is, is not one to be underestimated and I don't mean just updating it and throwing your current job I mean nearly starting from scratch so you have a CV that's actually going to do the work for the employer and very quickly they can say oh yeah this person's 100% relevant I want to call them for an interview um, Yeah because I'd imagine there's probably a lot of people who've had a CV made from school or college and like that just keep updating it just keep adding on everything they're doing along the way Yeah. What are the main areas that need to be included in your CV? I'm a big fan of, I'm not a huge fan of the cover letter. I think we've kind of moved on from the cover letter. Although what I will say is if you're trying to explain something like a gap, um, maybe you've taken a break in your career for whatever that reason might be, um, or if you're trying to move from one job into another or one industry into another, if you're trying to do a significant change, the cover letter can be good. It can be a good way of explaining that. 
But I actually really like, um, there's a little summary you can put at the top of your CV. I call it the mini cover letter. It can be called a number of things, different things. It can be your personal or your professional objective, your profile summary, whatever you want to call it. But it's essentially four or five sentences. And within those four or five sentences, it should essentially give the recruiter or the hiring manager exactly what they need to know to see whether you're relevant or not. So you want to be summarising you know, your experience, your skills, your qualifications, your passion and your objective. So I'm trying to move, you know, what, whatever you're trying to do, if you're trying to move into a particular area. And that's, that's what I spend a lot of time actually um, when I'm working with people on their CV on those four or five sentences because I've seen situations where that does the job. Um, and I have a recruiting background myself, but I will tell you, you know, you make up your mind within six or seven seconds and often will look at, you know, that little summary at the top and that will tell the recruiter what they need so do not underestimate the power of the CV. Should you be looking at LinkedIn as well and online profiles? Yeah LinkedIn is incredible. Um, An awful lot of people use LinkedIn. People are a little bit afraid of LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they see it very much as um, I mean yeah it is social media but if you're looking to um, if you're looking to change jobs at all this year, I would say you really should have a LinkedIn profile. You can make it as public or as private as you want. Like, I really want to get that out there because some people are afraid of it. But what it's amazing for is recruiters will use LinkedIn to actually headhunt and to find talent. So even if you're not actively looking, by having a profile there, you'd be surprised the amount of DMs you will get different recruiters making you aware of different positions that they feel you could be a match for but LinkedIn also has um, a job search um, feature and it's it's really good for looking at different types of jobs as well so 100% um, I would suggest having a look at um, creating a LinkedIn profile and again just looking at the privacy tools if you you know if you want to kind of limit that because I know some people that's a concern for them. Yeah absolutely and we did we've done a lot of talking about um, career change but if you're in a job and you quite like it and you just want to progress what should you be doing? Should you be reaching out to your manager and letting them know that you would like to do something more? Yeah I'm a huge advocate for like starting where you are. So people think of career change and I get people who have sat in a job in such discomfort, um, really disliking their, their job for up to like 15 years. I had one, one lady come to me and a lot of the time it's because they don't know what else they can do or mm-hmm. they're afraid of change. But I often, or they don't want to invest in this massive change and go external, invest in education, etc. But like you said there, Louise, often you could be sitting in a, a company where there's so many different job opportunities around you, you just haven't put yourself forward. So I always say to people, have a chat with your your manager, you know, but first before you go to manager, get a feel for what you might like to do. Maybe network, chat to colleagues in different teams and understand what different people do. Then go and have a chat with your manager and see, okay, you know, I've been interested in moving into this team. You know, how could we work? How could we How could we do that? Could we get a plan in place? Or if you feel, because some people will be listening in thinking, I really can't do that. I can't mm-hmm. make it known at all that I'm I'm not unhappy or I'm not happy. Um, so what you could do in that sense is get clear yourself on what the bridge is that you need to gap from the position you're in right now to the position you want to get to. And I am sure there's definitely experience that you can gain in your current job that will help you to move either internally or externally. But yeah, definitely make the most of the opportunities you have around you, the networking you have around you, um, 
in your current organisation and your current job that will help bridge, you know, onto that next opportunity. And I sort of feel like people kind of hold themselves back as well because we have a lot of transferable skills that we don't even acknowledge or realise that they are as such. That would help you a lot with any job, really. Definitely, 100%, yeah. And even things like, Louise, a lot of people, you know, sometimes we're, if an opportunity comes our way, for example, a project and, you know, your manager might come and say, there's this project, you know, who would like to get involved? We can often sit back and say, oh, no, you know, this colleague is the expert in that or I leave it to that other colleague because they're way more skilled than I am. I think we need to start putting our hand up um, and saying, actually, I'd love to do this. You know, you don't always have to be the expert in something like that's what a job is for. Absolutely. It's for, you know, doing what you're supposed to do for the company. But there's also always a learning element to it. So just not being afraid, I suppose, to be the learner at times and, and not letting that hold you back. And also not feeling like just because you're not the expert in your colleague is that, you know, you shouldn't put yourself forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, be a little braver, I suppose. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We all need that, I think, sometimes. And sometimes you need somebody who's going to give you a bit of a push as well. Yeah. Like, and sometimes no, that has to be you yourself. <laughs> Cause what I always too. say to clients mm-hmm. is there's no, nobody is going to come to you and just offer you the promotion. Yeah. You know, nobody's <laughs> going to come and just give you the skills you need. You kind of have to push yourself. And I think this time of year is nice. I think around Q4, you know, October, November, December, everything's like, oh, I'll leave it now to the new year and people kind of get a little bit stagnant. But I do get a sense around this time of year, every single year, people are looking at their career and it's a nice time to just set yourself a few challenges. That could be as simple as putting your hands up in a meeting tomorrow and actually asking a question, if that's what feels hard for you right now. You know, yeah. start wherever feels right for you. Small steps. 100%. So if people want to get more information, where's the best place to go? They can go to my Instagram. Um, I have a lot of free resources there, different videos helping you with lots of different things um, to do with your working career. That's at AngelaBurke.ie. That's B-U-R-K-E. And my website is AngelaBurke.ie as well. Excellent. Angela Burke, thank you so much for chatting to us. Not at all. Thanks, Louise. Mind yourself.